0: Hello from New York and thank you for joining us for the latest edition of the IBSASB meeting highlights audio podcast. This podcast will cover some of the agenda items discussed at the IBSASB's recent meeting from March 5th to 8th at the International Federation of Accountants offices in New York. I'm Ross Smith, Deputy Director of the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board. Joining me is IPSASB Chair Ian Crothers, along with staff members Gwenda Jensen, Dave Warren, Joe Spencer, and Paul Mason. Welcome to all of you. Ian, could you give us a high-level overview of the just-concluded Ipsasby meeting?
1: Thank you, Ross. Yes, I think we had a very useful meeting here very particularly drawing on input from our stakeholders uh, to consultations during the the last year. So, uh, we looked at the responses to our exposure draft on uh, financial instruments and gave direction to staff on how we take that project forward. We also looked at the results of the consultation on revenue and non-exchange expenses and we put that alongside uh, some of the early feedback that we've received on social benefits. So we had a very good discussion uh, and that will help shape uh, the decisions that the board will be taking on those projects in uh, its June meeting. We had a a day or so of discussion on our measurement project, and again uh, we gave direction to staff which will shape the scope of that work going forwards and also how we take it forwards uh, in terms of the nature of what goes in that standard and what uh, sits elsewhere in, in the guidance. So that was an important strategic discussion. And finally, I'd uh, highlight uh, something that we haven't done before, which was actually to have a session with the chair of our uh, Education Standards Board, looking at the work that they're doing on the needs of professionals working in the public sector uh, and whether those need to be addressed through additional guidance or education So that was a very productive discussion and I think laid the foundation for uh, further cooperation between the uh, Ipsasby and the International Accounting Education Standards Board. So a good meeting overall, I think, and you'll hear more uh, shortly about some of the specifics that we discussed.
0: Thank you, Ian. Gwenda, could you tell us how the public sector measurement project developed at this meeting?
2: Yes, Ross, I'm happy to do so. For the Public Sector Measurement Project, the EBSASB is taking a new approach to development of its standards, which involves developing a draft standard and a consultation paper at the same time, working on both documents in parallel. The aim is to give constituents a clear idea of the Board's intentions as shown in the draft standard at an earlier point in the consultation process. The March Meeting was the first at which the Absasby has reviewed draft material for both of these documents. For the Draft Standard, the Absasby approved sections on Objective and Scope and discussed an initial list of defined terms. For the Consultation Paper, the Absasby reviewed three draft chapters, Chapter 1 the Introduction Chapter 2 on the Conceptual Framework and Measurement and Chapter 3 on the Treatment of Borrowing Costs During Asset Acquisition. The UBSASB also approved a preliminary view on the Treatment of Borrowing Costs, which is that all borrowing costs should be expensed. So this was a good start to the IBSASB's new approach to standards development with the IBSASB making progress on two fronts, the draft standard on measurement and its accompanying consultation paper.
0: Thank you, Gwenda. Dave, can you please update listeners on the two streams of the work on financial instruments?
3: Thanks, Ross. The IPSASB had uh, some robust discussions with regards to both its financial instruments projects. With regards to its financial instruments update project for IPSAS 28, 29, and 30, the board discussed um, responses to exposure draft 62, which was released in August 2017. What became clear through discussions is uh, respondents strongly support the core principles, those related to classification, measurement, impairment, and the hedging requirements. Um, And that encouraged the board to progress this project and it continues to move along smoothly. Uh, The other comments that the board discussed and the other comments received from respondents related to the application of the principles in practice. And what respondents asked for was more clarification how to apply these principles. The board asked its task force and staff to review these comments and come back to them with analysis and suggestions for appropriate guidance in June. With regards to the public sector specific financial instruments project, uh, again, another good discussion. Uh, This time the board focused on staff's action plan and how uh, it would deliver on board discussions in June. Specifically, the board decided in June that it wanted to take a pragmatic approach as it relates to uh, this project. Staff came back and uh, discussed with the board Um, how it would deal with each of the four instruments in scope of this project and ultimately where the board decided to go was if uh, a specific instrument meets the definition of a financial instrument uh, within exposure draft 62, it would be dealt with uh, specifically within that guidance. For public sector specific financial instruments that don't specifically meet the definition of a financial instrument, um, they would be dealt with by analogy outside of the financial instruments standard.
0: Thank you, Dave. Last July, the IBSASB issued a composite consultation paper on revenue and non-exchange expenses. At this meeting, the IBSASB carried out its initial review of those responses to the consultation paper. Joe, can you highlight some of the main points that arose on revenue?
4: Thanks, Ross. The board had a good discussion about the responses received to the consultation paper. Regarding revenue, the board agreed to develop an equivalent to IFRS 15, revenue from contracts with customers, for commercial transactions, those that are classified as Category C in the CP. The board also directed staff to develop further the proposed public sector performance obligation approach for Category B transactions, that is, those other transactions that have performance obligations but which do not fit within an IFRS 15 model. The board also agreed that a revised IPSAS 23 would be required for transactions without performance obligations, that is, those Category A transactions in this consultation paper. The board asked staff to develop examples to test these revenue models. The board also had initial discussions on accounting for capital grants and services in kind, which we addressed further in subsequent meetings. Thank
0: you, Joe. Paul, on the non-exchange expenses side, could you please highlight some of the main points that arose?
5: Thanks, Ross. The main issue discussed, or main two issues discussed on non-exchange expenses were around collective services and universally accessible services. The board had included PVs in the consultation paper suggesting that these should be recognised as an expense as they were incurred. There was general support for that from our respondents. However, key points that they did make was that it's important to ensure there's consistency with the social benefit paper and also ensure consistency with other projects that are going on as well. So the board's agreed to come back and look at those at later meetings and try and align with the revenue papers and with the social benefits. In that respect, definitions of social benefits, collective services and universally accessible services and getting those boundaries correct is going to be particularly important and that's the key focus for the June meeting. The other issue was whether you can apply the public sector performance obligation approach to non-exchange expenses as well as to revenue. There was less certainty from respondents about this, and the proposal is that in June we look at the examples that have been developed for revenue and compare those with what would happen on the non-exchange expenses side to see how things would fit. Again, we'll need to look at what's happening on other projects such as measurement to see
1: how everything fits together.
0: Thank you, Paul. Ian, any further comments on the meeting you'd like to make?
1: Thanks, Ross. Yes, I think the uh, summary that you've heard from uh, staff shows how wide ranging the projects that we have on the agenda are. And I think one of the things that very much has come up in our conversations during this meeting is the interconnectedness between so many of the projects at the moment. Uh, And that certainly is one of the challenges in terms of how we take these various projects forward. I think. If you look at where we've got to in our discussions in this meeting, we explored a number of very important areas which will enable uh, enable the board to take a decision or decisions in June on the shape of the work programme to come uh, in terms of, the revenue standards that we will produce and the scope going forwards for those. Similarly also in terms of not only social benefits but also non-exchange expenses. Uh, some very important decisions we will take in June and those will interact not only with the new financial instrument standard but also the development of the measurement standards. So I think it shows it's a very big agenda at the moment. I think it shows we're making progress with it but it certainly shows that we've got some big challenges ahead during the remainder of the year and June will be a Particularly important meeting for us
0: thank you Ian I'd like to remind listeners that the PSASB's consultation paper on its strategy and work plan 2019-2023 was issued in early February the consultation period on the board's exposure draft on the crucial issue of social benefits ED63 is open until the end of March ED64 leases was issued in late January, and the consultation period lasts until the end of June. We would really welcome your responses to all these consultations, so please take the time to consider these documents and share your views. Thanks to all who have joined us today and to you, our listeners. The next UPSASB meeting will be from June twenty-second through June twenty-fifth, two 2018 in Toronto. The UPSASB meeting will be preceded by a meeting of the UPSASB's Consultative Advisory Group on Monday June 21st. Meetings of the Ipsasby and CAG are open to m- members of the public. You may register as observers. More information is available on the Ipsasby website at www.ipsasb.org. All audio podcast meeting highlights are available in the meeting section of the Ipsasby website, and listeners can find us on iTunes by searching for IFAC Accountancy Podcast. Listeners can also follow us on Twitter at ipsasby underscore news. Thanks for listening, and join us again in June.